What's up, hysterical people? I am so excited. Today, we're going to dig into some great strategies for next year to win our election. We have Missy McGinnis, who is the Director of Distributed Organizing for Red Wine and Blue. And it's an amazing organization. You're going to definitely want to jump on board. So I'm going to turn it over to Missy to introduce yourself with more elaboration, and then we'll get right to it. Sure. So hi, Uh, thank you so much, Pamela, for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, My name is Missy McGinnis, and I, you know, I am the Director of Distributed Organizing at Red Wine and Blue, which is kind of a mouthful. Basically, I'm in charge of our brand new organizing program called Trouble Nation, which we'll talk about, I know, later. I have been a lifelong Democrat, but I really wasn't motivated beyond voting in, you know, every two-year election elections until Trump was elected in 2016. And we're sitting down to watch the returns for 2016 with a bottle of red wine and my husband. And I was like ready to toast Hillary's success. And by the end of the night, I was kind of drowning my sorrows because it was not what we expected. And I woke up the next day just like physically ill and uh, not because of the wine. I really didn't drink that much, but really because I was so angry that Trump had been elected, but also so angry that I hadn't done more to become kind of like the engaged, empowered, pissed suburban women that I have uh, become now. So very soon thereafter, I started a group, a local group in Akron, Ohio of my own with a friend. We mobilized a group of about 150 women. We marched in rallies. We called our legislators and we wrote letters and we tried to be as active as we could. Um, But we didn't really then have the tools to know what to do with the group. And so sort of fast forward several years, I joined Red, Wine & Blue about a year and a half ago as an organizer on the ground in Northeast Ohio and worked with lots of different volunteers and different groups from Northeast Ohio and realized that sort of the power of organizing is in local motivated volunteers and especially when they organize into groups in their communities to be a force. And so in my new role as the Director of Distributed Organizing, which I started in last summer, that's what we've been trying to do is give structure. So groups like the one I started, which had kind of faltered over the years, I am re-energizing along with launching this program using the tools that we have developed for Trouble Nation. It is going fantastic. We uh, we were about to have our second meeting. We have, I think, 50 people who are actively engaged and we're really excited. You know, when I, when I felt angry at myself after Trump was elected. You know, at the time before I started a group, I thought I knew maybe a few other people who felt as, you know, despondent as I did and actually wanted to make a change in how they approached politics. And before I knew it, we had 150 people in the group. And I had no idea that so many people in my local community wanted to fight back against extremism. And that was so motivating and empowering. And even now, seven years later, it still drives me. And now I work with volunteers every day. You know, many of them say to me, I had no idea there was anybody in my community who felt the same way that I did. I thought I was alone. And that is the power of this kind of organizing is that you're not alone. There are so many people who feel alone in their feelings until you actually like step up and take a little bit more of an action and maybe put yourself out there a little more than you had before. You will be surprised at the power that just you getting a little bit more engaged can draw other people to you. And then when you have your group and 
you could be a two-person group or you can be a 250-person group. You can be a power and you will only grow from there. And it's just incredibly rewarding. And you really can make a difference with this kind of organizing. Wonderful. Because I think some people do feel lost and out there on their own. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like somebody might be listening to my podcast, like in secret and not wanting to share, but if they can find the people, right? Like I, all my friends are blue and, you know, they're all progressive because I frankly have cut out all the bad guys Mm -hmm. of my life, but I know not everybody can do that with their family and whatever. I think it's wonderful. And so yeah. Especially coming from a uh, whatever color state you are now. <laughs> we believe we're per- we are going to be purple again. We are absolutely on that path. And I think, you know, these successes this year are giving us a lot of optimism. One of the things at Red, Wine and Blue, we don't focus on political parties. We focus on issues that people care about and that you can find common ground, not just with people who are considered themselves Democrats or blue voters, but also lots of independents and even many Republicans. They will agree with you on issues like reproductive rights, like LGBTQ plus rights, like school board extremism, gun violence prevention, anti-racism and DEI. If you take the political parties out of it and focus on issues, you'll find that you are part of a majority and not a minority, really almost anywhere you go. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, this is great. How Red Wine and Blue began, why don't I start there? We're a nonprofit organization. We were founded in 2019 by Katie Paris, and we were founded in Ohio, which is where I'm from, although our organization is fully remote and we have staff in many different states across the country. I just happen to be in Ohio. Katie has worked in politics for several different organizations throughout her career and was in D.C. for many years and then moved to Ohio with her family and was still working for organizations in D.C. when the 2018 midterms happened. As you know, everybody listening probably remembers, most of the country saw a pretty big blue wave and Ohio, which has been traditionally a very purple state, had maybe a ripple, if that. And it was extremely disappointing for all of us living in Ohio and I think many people around the country. And Katie said, you know, this isn't right and we need to get to the bottom of this. Ohio is supposed to be a purple state and we need to figure it out. And so she stopped working for her DC organizations and she formed Red, Wine and Blue when she decided to focus on mobilizing suburban women as a voting block because looking at suburban women, you know, we are the most important or, you know, one of the most important or if not the most important voting blocks because Um, at a very macro level, deliver 2016 to Trump and 2020 to Biden, but, you know, very much more nuanced than that. But, you know, we're smart, you know, we learn new information and we have the ability to change our minds. And that's why we are so important. And so since 2019, we have grown into a national, powerful grassroots network with more than 500,000 diverse suburban women working together to defeat right-wing extremism. Um, We're really focused on bringing common sense back to politics. And so as part of, we have staff on the ground in five states, including Ohio, but we also, we have a lot of national programs, including a very strong national Facebook group, which is called Sweep. We have a podcast called The Suburban Women Problem, and we also have lots of national virtual trainings that happen every single week. Yes, and I've been a member of Sweep since I think the beginning, which is wonderful. What does Sweep stand for, actually? Suburban Women Engaged, Empowered, and Pissed. Sweep. There you go. (laughs) Yes, I'm, I'm one of those people who pissed and I absolutely joined. You didn't mention it, but I'm going to. So I think what was key about suburban women specifically mm-hmm. was that there were a lot of suburban women, especially white suburban women who didn't vote Democratic. I guess I'm not sure if it's the original Trump election in 2016 or if it was the 2018 midterms that 
mm-hmm. kind of shined a light on the the problem, you know, which is now mm-hmm. the name of your podcast, that suburban women were not necessarily jumping on the bandwagon of more progressive type of issues, mm-hmm. et cetera. And certainly some of those elections they, you know, maybe tip the balance in the wrong direction for us progressive. Mm-hmm. You know, the suburbs are not a homogeneous, you know, white population anymore. I mean, they're actually very diverse. And so what we really focus on at Red Wine and Blue and also in our Trouble Nation program is tapping into the diversity of, of the suburbs to mobilize women. We're very focused on creating a diverse network of suburban women who are fighting to combat extremism. What was so great about Sweep is that even though I'm in a blue location, I I have a lot of friends that are like-minded, but I think you you offered the ability for women who live in maybe more conservative states and conservative areas to be able to engage and to realize that they're not alone, that they have this community. And I think that's important. And obviously you've been continuing on with that through the Facebook, which has continued to grow. And now you're spinning off Troubled Nation, which, so tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. We've been mobilizing, engaging grassroots organizations that have either formed already or we're helping new organizations form and we're helping giving them the organizing and advocacy tools and also the content so that they can be most effective in organizing in their communities about the issues that are important to them so that they can be a force in getting out the vote and having this country do the right thing in 24 and beyond. Yes. Hopefully and, we'll have more elections after 24. Let's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good elections. Yeah. Good elections. Right. I mean, even bad elections at this point, like even if the bad guys. Yeah. Win, oh, yes. Yeah. As long yes. as it's a democracy. Elect- actually- yes let the people have their voice. You know, as I mentioned before, we have staff on the ground in five states, which and I'll just name them. They're Ohio, which is where we started, Pennsylvania, Michigan, North Carolina, and Virginia, which just was added this year as a target state. But this should be no news flash for anybody listening there for you. But um, extremism is on the rise in all 50 states. It doesn't matter if it's a bright blue state like California, where you are. If you look closer into different communities. There's extremism in many communities, even in the bluest of the blue states. And so what we've been hearing since Red, Wine, and Blue was founded is like, I love what you do. I'm really enjoying participating in whether it's the Facebook group or listening to your podcast, or participating in your trainings. But when are you coming to my state? When are you coming to Arizona, Florida, New Mexico, California, you name it. And, you know, we're not going to be able to have staff on the ground in all 50 states, but that's what we have, what this newest program, Trouble Nation, is meant to do. It's a, it's what's called a distributed organizing program, which basically just means all over the country, people are organizing in their local communities. And uh, one of the things that we feel is the best part of the Trouble Nation program is the tools and the trainings and the resources that we provide to groups. We have very robust customized training program to help group leaders sort of grow their group, get the advocacy and organizing skills that they need in order to be successful. Uh, We give every group a landing page on our website so groups can find them. And then we help get the word out that those groups are there. And we also have uh, the Trouble Nation team at Red Wine and Blue is available for, you know, one-on-one, you know, small group training, just we're, we're reachable and we want to work with groups individually. Finally, the last piece is that we connect leaders with other leaders from across the country. And so, you know, a leader in California might be facing a challenge like, you know, we just tried to speak at a school board meeting and we ran into some challenges. Does anybody have any thoughts? And someone from Virginia can pipe in and say, hey, did you try X, Y, or Z? And that kind of thing is really helpful. What a great story to help motivate myself 
myself, as well as hopefully some of the listeners out there. Um, you know, I mean, I started the hysterical society for some of the same reasons. Um, now that I'm a member of Trouble Nation, you know, I'm looking forward to engaging with other like-minded people and really doing the work, whether it's canvassing, attending school board meetings and being the voice, you know, on the other side of things or city council meetings, even um, in California, of course, most of our representatives are blue, except for maybe the local ones. But like you said, we have the issues with folks infiltrating on a local basis. And there are certainly pockets of California that are very, very red. So we have to make sure we fight back at all levels, all states and all regions where we need to. So I mentioned that we have a, you know, a national sweep Facebook group that is for the entire country. And we actually have a membership of something like 220,000 women nationwide who are part of our large national sweep Facebook group. But uh, something that's developed out of them is, as I mentioned before, people want to organize more locally. And so we have a lot of state specific sweep groups that have spawned. I think we're up to about 30 states. Our individual sweep Facebook groups are not in every state, but they're in many states. So chances are if a listener is in Georgia, for example, or in Florida, you know, I would encourage you to, you could just Google sweep and then your state, and uh, chances are you'll find one. And I encourage you to join because they're a great way to connect with people in your local state. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've noticed being in California that there's a lot of, even within the California group, Mm -hmm. of course, big state, we have a lot of subgroups that have spun out that are really literally organizing people on the ground to get them to attend you know, a school board meeting in Temecula where they're trying to out Mm -hmm. all the LGBT people, for example, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe doing activism to organize to help with some of the local representatives who are in some of the the areas of California where there's red folks. There's so much to do and that's just California. So clearly the real states that we have to worry about like Ohio. So let's talk about Ohio for a minute. Sure. Yes. So, so as I said, I live in Ohio and everybody knows the great news that we had just a couple of weeks ago in November that we enshrined reproductive rights into the Ohio Constitution and Team Ohio at Red, Wine and Blue were very involved in that effort. And I personally worked countless hours on that campaign. And it's just so rewarding that we that we found success because they definitely threw a lot of roadblocks in our way. Well, let yeah, let's talk about that. The roadmap, because I was following along and yeah. I guess let me just see if I can summarize and you tell me where mm-hmm. I'm. I think in like January or earlier in the year, the Republican led legislature, whatever, basically made a rule that they were going to have no more August elections because August was terrible. Everyone's on vacation. Nobody's paying attention. And so they made a rule. No more August elections in in Ohio. That was a big time rule that the Republicans Mm -hmm. made earlier in the year. And then lo and behold, people like you, the organizers who Mm -hmm fighting to protect abortion in the state. Because of course, reminding my listeners, Ohio is the state that had the 10-year-old girl had to leave to go to Indiana shortly after Dobbs Mm -hmm. uh, returned Roe v. Wade. And that made the national news because it was a horrible situation. So Ohio is already kind of on the borderline there. Mm -hmm. So in like around May, you were successful in getting enough signatures to have abortion codification into the state constitution Mm -hmm. essentially put on the ballot for November for this month. And then in response to that, because of course Republicans know that people care and want to keep abortion. So they were starting to get worried that they were going to lose that, which they did. But before that happened, 
They then went back on their whole stupid rule at the beginning of the year and said, oh, let's put an election in the middle of August, in the middle of the summer, when we know nobody's paying attention, nobody's out there voting, everyone's on vacation, and let's slip in Mm -hmm. this little amendment. What what was it, an amendment to the state constitution to make you have to get 60% to amend the state constitution? So here is a stupid proposition. I'm sorry, I'm getting worked up. It's like (laughs) basically telling the voters who maybe were going to be on vacation anyway that, oh, you should vote for this because that will take away your ability to make decisions or to vote like in a democracy. Clearly an authoritarian move, no question about it. Fortunately, folks like you and the good people in mm-hmm. um, Ohio made good trouble and made sure that the education was and awareness was out there. And so the people were able to realize that this sneaky thing the GOP was trying to do in Ohio was not mm-hmm. going to stand. So they did get out and they voted yeah. no in August because yep. no meant that you didn't have to have the 60% threshold that it was only going to stay at 50%. Mm-hmm. That's all that happened in August. And then they had to realize to vote yes in November to be mm-hmm. able to then o- officially put abortion protections in the state constitution. Did I get anything wrong? You you got it. Uh, I would say almost completely correct. So that's amazing. Just shows how many eyes were on Ohio uh, this past year. The only thing that I would say is that the Republican supermajority in Ohio, they actually established the August election to make it harder for these initiatives to pass. They did it while we were still gathering signatures because they saw the writing on the wall. They knew we were going to get the right signatures and they knew that a majority vote of the of the state of Ohio was absolutely going to enshrine reproductive rights. They tried to pull the wool over Ohioans' eyes and they didn't think that we would be paying attention and vote and and we did in an off off time in an off off year, which is absolutely amazing ohioans came through they had to come through twice and and in two months and so you feel victorious in august because you you know you got them out there they went to the polls but then you had to get them out again in november in an Mm -hmm. awful year as you mentioned fantastic so what a great story clearly what you're doing is very exciting congratulations to you and everybody out there in ohio yeah we care in california because again i mentioned i live in a blue area of california so you know look i vote every single time there's no question but Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like my vote doesn't count. It doesn't have an impact in many cases and on a national level. It really doesn't. These purple states, these swing states, five or six of them are going to basically sway the election one way or the other. People like me in California or other states feel, you know, like we can't as have as much of an impact. We need to act locally where we can. That's why I think the Troubled Nation program is going to be so wonderful and impactful, especially for next year. Fantastic. Thank okay. you. At Red Wine and Blue, one of our original staff members, when she was, you know, even before Red Wine and Blue started, she was organizing in her local community and she went to a local, I believe it was a city council meeting and um, and she was expressing her views and she was called a troublemaker by one of the people on the city council. And uh, she said, instead of taking offense, decided to lean into it. And so Red Wine and Blue, we call our volunteers troublemakers. We call uh, kind of lead lead volunteers who are doing a lot. We call them trouble mavens. And uh, that's how trouble nation got named as well. But clearly, you know, with John Lewis causing good trouble, there's so many ties to trouble. And that is, you know, such an important legacy as well. So uh, we absolutely were were very proud troublemakers. And uh, we're really glad to lean into that name with trouble nation. 
I love it. Obviously, all of you hysterical people out there, you have to become troublemakers. So we all got to get on board with Trouble Nation and make some good trouble out there wherever you live. We launched Trouble Nation in mid-September. So as the time that we're talking right now, it's only two and a half months old. And in those two and a half months, we've added 118 groups nationwide to the platform, which really shows the demand around the country for local organizing. This is great. And I actually just checked out the platform this morning and I signed up to join two kind of regional groups that are near me that have more red issues than my my area does. And so I'm really excited to hopefully engage with them in the near future and into next year, especially. And actually the platform is well-designed. It's very easy. You just get in there, you type in your zip code. It will show you possible groups that you could join near you. You can also start a group. You know, there isn't one in my immediate location. And I thought about starting my own group, but I realized that, you know, again, it's very blue where I am. So we don't have a lot of problems. So I'm going to jump on these kind of less blue areas and see how much of an impact I can make there. So I encourage all of the listeners out there to make sure you check out Troubled Nation. If you go to Red Wine and Blue's website, it's redwine.blue slash Troubled Nation. We encourage you to join Troubled Nation and obviously get engaged in your local communities with like-minded folks. Wow, Missy, this has been so fabulous. I really am excited about Troubled Nation and getting more involved next year, especially. I want to encourage all of our listeners to join Trouble Nation, become troublemakers. In addition, if you have the means, we'd love to have you donate to Red Wine and Blue so that they can continue doing this amazing work. And there's a donate button on their website. And there's a link to their website in the notes for this podcast episode. So be sure to check that out. And then finally, in addition to getting active, donating, join Sweep if you're not already a member of Sweep, which is an amazing, wonderful national group. And then you said there's about 30 different states that now have their own subgroups. So, you know, do some Googling on Facebook and see if you can find the right group for you. And then even like if you're in California, even within some of the larger states, there's subgroups within those groups. So really getting down to the granular local level to being able to to have the best impact. While you're on our website, check out all the programs that we have. We went deep into Trouble Nation, but we also have a lot of other programming and trainings just helping mobilize suburban women to fight extremism in their communities and just lots of different resources there. So please spend some time on our website and check out our programs. Like we have a new program called Freedom to Parent 21st Century Kids, which is combating the you know so-called parents' rights movement and trying to take that moniker back and lots of other programs and content that your listeners would probably love to learn about. Fantastic. Wow. This is so amazing, Missy. I'm so glad to have had you and have this conversation today. You've given us so many wonderful things that we can look forward to for next year, actions that we can take to make sure that we have more impact than just, you know, sitting at home watching the news, you know, biting our nails. And so I think it's really wonderful that you joined Red Wine and Blue and that definitely Trouble Nation is going to be a wonderful organization for everybody to to jump onto. So thank you so much for being here, Missy. It was wonderful. Thank you for having me, Pamela. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Ah, me too. Okay, everybody. So you've got your calling orders. Make sure you jump on the website and join Trouble Nation and get out there and make some trouble. Thank you. Stay hysterical, everybody. We are the universe. So beautiful. Through all of the hurt, we'll stand. Invincible. So beautiful. We'll take on the world. We'll take on the world.
like I'm the world. 